This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, September 24th, wherever, however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with an interior design minimalist, Jerem Jordan. Okay, so a tweet went out by uh, Brittany Venti yesterday. It said, men really think it's okay to live like this? It's a TV on the ground <laughs> with a single camping chair. And so we said, yep, from BYU Sports Nation. View Y Mountain, BYU Sports Nation on the uh, telly. And here's, here's the thing. When I saw, not our picture, but the other picture, I thought, yeah, that works for me. <laughs> like, that could work. For, I don't know, a week or two. Is that a cable box next to the TV, or is yeah. that like a PlayStation? Uh, something like that. A that, video gaming system? For most men, that's a realistically fine setup. Yes. It is. Because you can go get fast food. You can buy your $5 pizza. I don't need the TV your- stand. I don't need a couch. I just need somewhere to sit and see the TV. Now, listen, the ideal TV angle, a lot of people go like, hi, like, oh, I have a fireplace, and it's above it. That's awesome. Good for you. I like eye level tv so my tv is a little lower than most people so in that case a little low but that's my only complaint man so you want i don't know a cheap bench to put the tv up on well, i don't that's- need it <laughs> that, that's an acceptable view- viewing experience i remember one so i lived at the glen hood as we called it the uh-huh. i lived there as well yeah i, I think everyone the glen had- hole whatever you want to call it <laughs> yes a couple years ago like uh there was a party and uh, like the clubhouse collapsed or something weird everyone was fine but we had like six TVs in the living room on this just really weird, uh, you know, TV stand thing. And I remember we had general conference on and five college football games. It was awesome. <laughs> I was so happy. Now that's living in college, now that's, right? Now that's that yeah. is living. Yeah, exactly. Remind me to tell you my Glenwood story about uh, the pseudo game show I was a member of. Nice. In an event there. Okay. Not for today. Oh. Maybe for t- later on the show. Oh, I, I was know. like, oh, is it not safe for the show? Oh, no, it's safe. I just don't oh. know if we have time. I oh. mean, we, we, we got stuff to that's, do. That's called the tease in the biz. All rise. Nope. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to today's show lineup. <laughs> A revised group of five opponent anxiety index level for BYU football. Beginning with Troy, Jerem. The last man to quarterback a 10-win BYU team, Riley Nelson, on if he'll still be the last man to do that after the 2020 season, plus how Tyler Algier is thinking of and playing for so many of you across BYU Sports Nation. And don't forget, know the foe. Oh, yeah. Troy edition. Right. Oh, never mind. How much of an expert are you on the Trojans? Now we ride. Nope, nope, not yet. Nope, nope. To the headlines first. Senior offensive lineman Tristan Hodges' father, Marty, tweeted, Tristan had COVID and is out of quarantine, but developed pneumonia and will miss the Troy game this Saturday. Training staff decided it was, it was time to test him for some other, other problems. Ends up that he, uh, he has pneumonia. It's uh, affected his lungs severely. Uh, lucky enough, uh, there was no fluid in his heart. So, that being said, um, uh, health, more important than football. Amen to that. Best to uh, Tristan. Hopefully he recovers. I've had pneumonia. That's not fun at all. And 100 years ago, a lot of people would have died of pneumonia. So, 
Luckily, we have medicine for this. Best of luck to Tristan. Hopefully, more Cougars don't have issues, right? Uh, but we know Tristan's out. Cougars host Troy Saturday night. Troy's truck tweeted out they're on their way. Pre-game on BYU Radio, 8.15 Eastern. BYU TV's pre-game, countdown to kickoff, 9 Eastern. The reality we live in is who's going to be available for each game? Because right. we're kidding ourselves and are super naive if we think it's only Tristan that's being affected by this. Right. Like, Ho- hopefully as many Cougars as get possible healthy. can play. Absolutely. T-minus two days from BYU football and the game night against Troy. It's been like a forever wait. 19 days between games once they kick off, and the BYU defense is hoping they've utilized that extra time to prepare adequately for an explosive and speedy opponent. Just being ready to play, you know, cleats in the ground. If we're, if we're stuck, you know, trying to make adjustments uh, while they're getting ready to snap the ball, if we're, if we're stuck trying to get calls in while they're snapping the ball, then, then uh, you know, it's, it's just bad coaching on our side, on our side if that happens. And so we've just got to make sure that our boys have their cleats in the ground, they're ready to play. We'll be ready to watch Saturday night, 10:15 Eastern, ESPN. Pro Football Focus ranks BYU's offensive line the second best in the nation behind Notre Dame and ahead of NC State, App State, and Marshall. According to BYU's offensive line coach Eric Mateos, this is what we call poison. And a note from the NBA Draft Combine, it will be officially conducted virtually beginning September 28th. Hopefully Yoli Childs looks good on those cameras, whatever quality cameras they're using. Monday? Yeah, to do that. Yeah, how's that going to work? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, He'll, he'll crush it either way. Hey, Jerem, you never get to do this. Why don't you lead us into trending? I typically don't yell it like you, but I'll do it like you. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Yeah, baby. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Style points, and BYU football is hoping for a lot of them, not just against Navy in a 55-3 beatdown, but what do they have available in the follow-up performance against Troy based on the difficulty of schedule or the ease, Jerem? Lack of, yeah. Does margin of victory matter for BYU this season? Typically in a BYU schedule, no. It's going to be just, hey, win as many games as you can by one plus. It just doesn't matter. But this year is unique. Uh, Obviously, the schedule is different. Tom Homa did his best to get the best teams he could on the schedule. So a lot of these are games that BYU should win. So let me give you a couple reasons why margin matters this year. One, weaker schedule, as mentioned. BYU should win these games. If BYU beats UTSA and Texas State and North Alabama by one, that's an issue, okay? They need to win by more. Two, you're trying to out large, out at large some Power 5 second and third place teams to what you hope is a New Year's Six possibility, right? We, we continue to say that. It is a possibility because of how BYU performed against Navy and because of the ease of the schedule. And three, in that evaluation, when BYU on College Game Day and other programs is being discussed as a possible New Year's Six team, BYU does not have group of five automatic access. Therefore, they need to be impressive. Domination will be important. Why is BYU ranked second on the O-line, ranked 18th, in the conversation nationally, it is not because they beat Navy. It is because they trounced Navy 55 to three. So I don't expect BYU to win over quality competition or decent competition by 52 each week and score 50 plus. But if BYU can win by at least 17, to me, that's the minimum blowout, three scores and seven years ago, then you have a chance to impress in a way that gets on people's radar. It's almost the Steve Spurrier principle. They didn't just beat people. They beat them down hard, and they're not going to – BYU's not going to have 
big lead and run it up in the fourth per se, but quarters one through three, go after it, see what you can do. And that and with Troy, BYU is a 14-point fave, 84% chance of winning according to ESPN FPI. Listen, it is sneaky, and we'll get to that in our next topic, but margin does matter if you're trying to do something beyond just a regular bowl game. We all talked about the opportunity that BYU had to make a statement with a ton of eyeballs, not as many as we thought there would be against Navy, but still a ton of eyeballs in that Monday night game, and they did. They won by 52. So, yeah, that's why BYU's in the top 20. That's why they're hitting all of these incredible marks in the pro football focus numbers. Does margin matter? Yes, especially when a lot of people are watching. And guess what? BYU's got another national audience Saturday night on ESPN as really the only game that you can watch that late. I know that there will be a couple of other games kind of melting, if you will, into the kick time. Melting. I like I that. Know. I like that. A little cheese. Sure, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Kind of oozing yeah. over that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But BYU is going to be the feature for the late night college football viewer. And Margin matters. BYU, because of what they did to Navy, the expectation is that they should roll at home against Troy. And margin matters. I'm going to use the 2001 season as an example here, Jerem. BYU started 12-0. It was great. But what did they get for it at that point? The Bowl Alliance said, "Mm, we're not going to include you. It was it was uh, BCS. Sorry, the BCS. Yeah, 96 was Bowl Alliance. Okay, we're we're not going to include you. It's like they oh. weren't they weren't high enough at that point. And after Luke Staley broke his leg, they thought, well, we don't think that you're going to climb into the top uh, eight at the time or, or whatnot. Later, it becomes the top 12. They set that mark and BYU would have been in Marshall and uh, Tulane had been undefeated in 98 and 99 and didn't get the same respect either. So BYU was the third BCS buster attempter, if you will. And my point being. The schedule is not great. And as you pointed out in our 2001 BYU football reviewable, the opponents that BYU faced combined for a very, very low winning percentage. It was oh. t- top five easiest schedule since 72. And, and this probably will fit into that. Exactly. So This season. But what BYU did not do on multiple occasions in the 2001 season is blow out everyone. They had to rally at UNLV. And, and I brought this up this week. This will happen this year. Trust me. There's a game or two where you go, wait, why was that game? Co-? Like last year, why was the Liberty game a seven-point game? What? Um, this year, like Western Kentucky might be a closer game than you think. The Troy game might be closer Very than you well think. could be. Who, who knows? I, Troy's interesting this way, which which brings us to this. Topic two. BYU's a 14-point fave, as I mentioned, 80 in Vegas. ESPN's Football Power Index gives BYU an 84, a nine, nice shirt, by the way, 1984% chance to win Saturday. Where'd you get that? Top 50 bucks. So what's your group of five anxiety index level for Troy on Saturday? It's risen a little bit, and it's because there is the wild card factor of who's going to be available for both sides. We're not hearing a lot about if the game's going to be played, it's going to be played, but it, it's being played as of now. Universities I, we have no and reason university to think football otherwise. programs, yeah. it's their prerogative how much they want to reveal in terms of who's sick, who's going to be playing. Like when the they, game starts and we're like, where's this person, this person, this person? BYU does not comment on injuries and sickness that aren't season ending. So basically Saturday you're going to walk out and if there's a dude that isn't there, 
or isn't dressed for the game, then he's out. That happened at Navy. We didn't go in going, yep, Jaron Hall's out. On the field, he's in street clothes, and you go, oh, Jaron Hall's out. Oh, Jaron Hall's out. That, that will happen Saturday. And if guys aren't there at all, it's, then your first we're thought going is, to assume that there's a COVID impact. Either they have it or they were exposed to someone. Right. So when Tristan Hodge and his dad Marty announced that he's out, he's not feeling well, he's got pneumonia again. Get better, Tristan. Pneumonia stinks. I, I was hospitalized for five days when I was at BYU with pneumonia. Which is so scary. It, yeah, it was a little gnarly. Yeah, we're, we're obviously thinking about you and wanting you to recover uh, very quickly and get back on the football field. But that got me thinking last night, well, if he's that way, then I'm naive to think that there aren't at least a few others that are probably dealing with similar circumstances. Perhaps, so yeah. when we see BYU hit the field, it's going to be like, okay, find this jersey number, <laughs> find this, this jersey number, find this jersey I don't see this guy. I don't see this guy. Are they dressed on the sideline or are they just gone altogether? Like, does that mean that there are more people dealing with COVID? So that, that is creating more anxiety for me. Who's going to be available for BYU? Because against Navy, it was basically the whole team. No starters were impacted. They had the A squad out there. Tristan it was only Hodge, Matt Bushman out with Achilles yes. and Jaron Hall, and everyone else was good. Yes, Tristan Hodge is part of the A team. He's gone. So how much more? I wish we could play the A team theme right now. I love that song. Will that be an impact in, in the game. So that raises my anxiety level. Oh, probably up towards like a 40%. What was it before? Oh, with, when the season began, I'd say down around 15 or 20. Mm. Yeah. If okay, I'm so recalling what we did. Yeah. It's, it's doubled because I don't know who's going to be available. And because oh, of the 19 days off, right? Rest, BYU rest, has not rest, played since yeah. September 7th. There are no fans now. Wait, what? It's, all of this is added to the anxiety index. Yeah, I, 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 and this is the thing that we're having you do because you created the, uh, the anxiety with group of fives, and I, I agree with it. But, yeah, they, there's an increasing anxiety with Troy. I, I watched most of the game Saturday against Middle Tennessee, and I was impressed. Uh, first start and on the road for Gunnar Watson, who replaced uh, a legend at Troy. Um, I, I, this team was top ten in passing last year. He's developing. He's a sophomore. I'm not scared that he's going to beat BYU per se, but the skill position players impress me. B.J. Smith and uh, Kimani Vidal at running back, uh, both a little shorter, but like 5'8", 5'9", 215, so stout, right? They're shifty as well. Yes, quick, physical. Uh, the receivers, Kalen Geiger and Khalil McClain, they're, they're good. Khalil McClain said uh, you know, at, at some point – preseason or, or recently that, hey, we're going to surprise people with how explosive our offense is. So your defense has a challenge. And like you said, 19 days, that's a question mark. I feel like BYU's anxious to play and perform well. They just came off what we hope isn't the best performance of the season. But good gosh, that was an amazing performance against the Navy. Let's see if BYU can do half of what they did in that game. They would still be awesome. And I want to add this. Going back to the 2001 season, we've been talking about margin and anxiety levels against these group of five teams. BYU had the luxury of playing a bunch of games in 2001. They will not have that luxury in 2020, which yeah. makes margin of victory even more important. Fewer opportunities, Fewer opportunities to, to, to impress. Right, to display. Correct. So they can't, they can't uh, endure as many close games as that 2001 squad had. Right. They'll be more impactful when they happen. <sighs> All right, we move on to our question of the day. Is just winning enough, or does margin of victory matter for BYU this season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is 
the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Hank.57 in on Instagram, margin matters a lot. Barely beating these teams versus destroying them is what will affect BYU's ranking the most since there are no power fives on the schedule. Yeah, margin matters. Uh, so with Troy, the line's 14. I would say, hey, BYU, you got to cover. Let's go. Okay, coming up, what would Tom Brady have looked like in a BYU uniform, and why are we discussing this? And the last man to quarterback a 10-win BYU football team, Riley Nelson, BYU football radio analyst, joins us next. Is he buying the rust, or is he more about the rest? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen to your boy, Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson, Mitchell Jurgens, as BYU host Troy in the home opener. Coverage begins Saturday, 8.15 Eastern on BYU Radio. Our boy Jason Shepard as well starts things off. BYU Radio and the free BYU Radio app. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton. That is Jerem Jordan. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline via Zoom is Riley Nelson, former BYU quarterback. And as I have mentioned a couple of times and on previous shows, the last man to quarterback a 10-win BYU football team. Riley, welcome back. How are you? Doing really well, fellas. Excited. Uh, I was talking with Ben, you know, the producer before this. I'm like, so are we past the point of no return? And he's like, nope. Not until the ball kicks off will we be safe on this game. But I'm st- I'm staying hopeful and optimistic. Yeah, a wild reality that we are dealing with when it comes to live sports. Now, rarely in the history of BYU football have the Cougars played a game early in the season and then waited 19 days to play again. you got to go back to 2001 with the September 11th situation to find that long of a break. So what kind of product do you expect early in this second game against Troy? I would hope uh, the same product we saw in Navy come out and take care of business. It's essentially a second first game is the way that I'm looking at it. And Mm -hmm. so you should approach it with all the same things that you do. A lot of excitement, a lot of uh, preparation, uh, a lot of time spent on the opponent and what they can do. Um, So that that's what I would expect. Of course you are in a little bit of danger having had such an impressive and really dynamic performance against Navy of you're a little bit of drinking your own Kool-Aid. There is a little bit of that thinking that like you're hot stuff and that you're going to come out and beat everybody 55 to whatever. Um, but uh, you'd be best served to put that out of your mind and really treat this as like a restart to the season, even though you've already played a game. I think that's a great point. It's been 19 days. It's been forever. BYU's dealt with COVID itself. They've, they've, they're dealing with, uh, you know, Brigham Young early said, hey, the Saints will be cursed with riches. And here BYU is cursed with an 18, if you will, affirmed, but also cursed in the poison that Eric Mateos keeps calling it. Oh, we're so good at this. We're so good at that. We haven't done anything. It's one, we're one and oh, you know, that's the rhetoric. So how do you feel about the affirmation? That is a ranking. It's great. But also the expectation after one game. Yeah. I mean, there I'm right there with coach Mateos and uh, like the great teams that I was on, you mentioned the last quarterback to be on uh, 10 wins. And by the way, thank you for that distinction. It's kind of an arbitrary, it's kind of an arbitrary honor, but I'll take it. But the reality <laughs> is how do you get to, how do you, how do you get to 10 wins? Like you get there by winning 
10, by preparing for 10 weeks and winning 10, get 10 single games, right? You don't get, there's no way to win one game and get credit for three. So you have to take each game on its merit. And I, I guess I, I haven't been allowed in practice for obvious reasons. Uh, and while I do get a little bit of access to, to the tape, just so I can kind of uh, prep a little bit for, for the games, I don't get a feel for the practice. But one thing that I would hope is that there is over these 19 days, if I were still on the team, and that I expect has happened is that there's been an intense um, dedication from this leadership to compete internally. Like I would have hoped that there has been some knockdown drag out two minute drills or goal line or red zone periods, uh, even one-on-ones, right? Where guys have kind of really competed against each other versus going through the motions because after putting up 55 points and looking so dominant, you can, you can easily anybody even the most experienced teams can easily fall into that trap but as long as they as what i expect to have happened and what i believe has happened have fostered an incredibly intense internal competitive environment as long as that's happened i think they'll come out saturday and be just fine former byu quarterback and current byu football radio analyst riley nelson with us on byu sports nation we've been discussing margin of victory today riley and byu We'll have what looks like fewer opportunities this season to quote unquote impress the people that are watching across the nation. So, in this weird COVID 19 season, how much does margin of victory matter for BYU and how they're perceived nationally? Look, I know you were doing Voice of the Nation and you, a couple people like affirmed that this was something that important, but in my opinion, the quickest way that you can become extremely unimpressive to poll voters, fans, everyone across the nation in the college football landscape is to focus on something like margin of victory. All the great teams, to quote Nick Saban or Lane Kiffin, that is rat poison. I can tell you, like, I know LSU, and it remains to be seen if BYU is the caliber of team that LSU was last year, but those guys beat a lot of good teams by impressive point margins. I can guarantee you that the, the point margin was never a main focus for them. But what was was coming out, playing with incredible physical physicality, executing your assignment. And then, you know, they happen to have the luxury of a bunch of horses, right? First and second round NFL talent. I think BYU can check definitely two of those three boxes and that they come out and play with incredible physicality. That's what they showed against Navy. One penalty in the whole game, and really it was an arbitrary one, uh, uh, you know, kind of a weird false start penalty. So they showed their ability to execute. And I think while we've got some bright spots of potential horses, there's still a lot of room for them to develop. But we definitely, this is one of the more talented squads that we've seen in the last few years. So those are the things that naturally produce, those are the things that you focus on. And the margin of victory will take care of itself. If you try and focus on the result rather than the process, that's the quickest way to underwhelm fans, voters, uh, people alike. And I, and I think you've approached this from the player's perspective, but I, I want to discuss it from, say, the media perspective. So let's say that BYU is – they do beat these teams, right? And this schedule has a lot of wins on it. It has, you know, six, seven, eight, maybe not. I don't know. Um, BYU is going to have to out at large a Power 5 team that took second or third, right, in, in their conference. And to me, margin of victory will play a role there. It's not something, like you said, BYU should focus on, but when College Game Day is discussing the merits of BYU if they happen to be 8-0 and or whatever, they can't be looking at a 7-point win against UTSA and a 10-point you know, win against... They're going to need to see some 20- and 30-point margins to be like, listen, I know BYU didn't take, play a strong schedule, but they beat up on most of these teams. How do you feel about yeah. that? 
So uh, let me just right here pause and tell any player on the team that may be watching the show right now, please change the channel. <laughs> and now that they're gone, absolutely. I mean, after when, when Greg, Mitch, and I were driving uh, to our hotel after the game, that I mean, that was where our first thoughts were like, it was like, man, if we can take care of business against these opponents and do what we should do, we might be in a New Year six. Right. Like, and especially at that time where the big 10 and the PAC 12 weren't going to play football and it's still up in the air, what remains to be seen in those bowls. I mean, if we see the BYU team that came out against Navy and handle business the way that they did, if we see that consistently through however many games, and if you are a, an evaluator, if you're the media, or if you're a coaching voter, you can, BYU has from the beginning has made a dedication to play whoever it makes sense and whoever is available to play. You cannot fault them who who's ended up on the schedule. That's circumstances outside of their control through COVID scheduling logistics and, and other restrictions from other uh, conferences. So if they come out and take care of business the way they do, absolutely you do that. And it is a thin line that we're talking about because if you do mess up and you have a late comeback and you get, you get an ugly win, that does matter in the eyes of the voters. And that could be the difference between ending up in a new year six or just another ball. Riley Nelson with us on BYU Sports Nation. And I, I expect there to be either a loss or a close win because that's just what happens with everybody, literally everybody. Alabama, Clemson. What is it with Clemson and, like, NC State? They always play this close game or whatever. I'm okay with a close win or two, but there can't be, like, a bunch of them. There's got to be some really impressive performances. And I don't expect, like you said, 55-3 is silly to expect, but if BYU can win by three scores, 17-plus, in the majority of these – I'm good with that. Yet, it feels like Troy is one of these kind of sneaky games where this could be closer than people think. Like, Vegas is saying BYU by 14, but I don't know. This feels like a one-score, maybe a 10-point game here. If I were in that locker room, I would be saying, uh, first of all, I don't know if we have anybody on the roster from the South. We, I know we got dudes from Texas, but I mean, like, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi. Malik Moore, like, who, who currently isn't, you know, he's rehabbing. Right, but I would get Malik up in front of a in front of a team meeting and like be like, "Hey, tell us a little bit about what football's actually like down there." Because this roster is full of dudes, Alabama, Georgia, in the deep south where like, look, we all love football. Don't get me wrong. Like BYU fans are some of the most passionate. But when you spend time with both football players and football fans with those guys in the deep south, it goes above and beyond any even for me who my whole life revolves around football it's on another level. Like for these guys, there is no plan B. There is no anything else. It is all football. So anytime you're lining up across the dude, uh, lining across uh, the ball from dudes that come from that background where football has been almost a religious uh, aspect of their lives, you have to be careful because they have a level of investment that is, is tough to match. Secondly, these are guys like, Let's take their middle linebacker, right? He's 5'9". He's making tackles, plays all over the field, right? But he's 5'9", like 208. The dude can play. The only reason, you know, he's probably got the instincts, the athletic ability, the speed to where he could have been a, a major conference recruit, but he, his genetics happen to spit out 5'9 inches, right? So you still got guys that can play the game great. Now, you should have a little bit of a size, probably a little bit of an athletic advantage, but don't, but don't underestimate the fact that these guys have grown up with football being as more important to them than any other aspect of life. Carlton Marshall is who you're referring to. He's incredible. He's yeah. a stud. Yeah, Riley Nelson with us on BYU Sports Nation. 
Riley, then there's the wild card of COVID-19. And this is raising my group of five opponent anxiety level because I'm not sure who's <laughs> going to run out on the field for either side until that ball kicks off. So I think we need to consider margin of victory based on who's actually playing in the game. So, but the problem is when you have a 10, 15 Eastern time kickoff, you don't get that luxury because all of those voters, which the majority are east of the Mississippi, are going to wake up, check it, check the score, the box score on the ESPN app and make their judgment off that. Like, I, we wish that these guys took it more seriously, but the reality is, and it's been documented, especially like the coaches poll that they don't even submit their own ballot. They have an executive assistant do stuff like that. We know that you have to be the most impressive place that you have to be is on the box score. Um, but that said, look, you hate to see like season ending injuries, like it, which is stuff that has tested BYU's depth in the past. And I, I feel bad for Tristan Hodge that, you know, his dad came out and said he's got pneumonia and he, after having COVID-19 and he's dealing with stuff and for anybody else affected by it. But we, this has been, a repeating theme through independence with BYU is that we need to increase our depth. Well, while it may be arbitrary and while it may be unfortunate, what better way to actually test the depth and develop the depth of the program than be in a scenario where based on test results that are administered on Friday and that are known Saturday, that's who's going to go out and line up. So that forces the level of everybody on the depth chart to raise their level of preparation, be ready to play, and when called on, when called upon, come out and perform. So that, I guess while it is a negative circumstance, that would be a positive scenario for me in that it's a great opportunity to build the depth within the program at every position. Riley, it's always great to talk with you, man. Uh, you're full of uh, football wisdom and great insights, and we appreciate the passion you bring to the program. You bet. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Riley Nelson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why, we show how. Some great points by Riley per the norm. And uh, 8.15 Eastern is the start of the pregame on BYU Radio Saturday. So you can listen to those guys. Always good stuff. Coming up, why Tyler Algier playing for more than himself this season. And will BYU be the Houston Cougars season opening opponent on October 16th? Houston can't get on the field. This is BYU Sports Nation. The band is on the field! This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. You ready for BYU's home opener against Troy? David Campbell, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Spencer Linton. I believe that's how you say it correctly, natively. Mm -hmm. uh, on Countdown to Kickoff, 9 Eastern Saturday night on BYU TV and the free app. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation on a Thursday. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. After Houston and North Texas postponed their game, the Cougars, uh, Red Cougars, now sit 0-3 this season against COVID, but the fifth game impacted by COVID. With only one more game scheduled between now and October 16th for BYU and Houston. Will this be the season opener for Houston? It's crazy that it might be, but I am thinking that Tulane will be able to figure it out as a conference opponent and be the first opponent for Houston. But still, yeah, 0-3 versus COVID. You mentioned five games. First of all, Houston's matchup with Washington State, done when the Pac-12 pulled the plug, okay? Then the game against Rice is postponed. Then the game against Memphis is postponed, so they hastily put together this game with Baylor. Hey, we're going to get Baylor. That's canceled. Can drive there. And then North Texas. 
Done. Yeah. Five different games off the table. It's wild, Jaron, that they're in this position. Yeah, it might be uh, Tulane. That game's next Thursday, by the way. So they have uh, a week to figure it out. <laughs> they don't. They open the season against BYU. Well, let's hope that game's played. You know what I mean? If you're oh my five games. BYU defensive lineman Lorenzo Fauatea told us yesterday that he kind of hates that BYU is ranked right now. He's not drinking that poison. A few of his teammates Who drinks poison? liked and retweeted the sentiment. Are you buying this BYU team, at least certain members, not liking being ranked? I'm fine with that attitude. Um, remember, without a conference standing uh, to look at every week, there's no context for how BYU is doing other than your overall record. But a national ranking is a big deal for BYU. It's the only real national context. So, yeah, I think that's validating. Everyone loves words of affirmation to some degree as a love language. But, yeah, it I, I depends how you get motivated. It was all in how he answered the question, and I believe him when he said, we've played one game. We won bigger games last year. We played one game this year, and because of what's happening with COVID, it doesn't really feel like it's validated. So I actually believe him, and I like that. I like his uh, the genuineness of that yeah. comment. College Football News releases bowl projections has BYU versus Louisville in the Holiday Bowl. Would you take that right now? Absolutely, I would, because that would mean my prediction before the season began would be right. Nice. And BYU would be playing in the Holiday Bowl. I won't take it because it's New Year's Six or bust. Blue no, just kidding. Uh, I would take it. I want some Blue revenge for the 01 uh, Liberty Bowl. Against Louisville, yeah. Good point. In his latest book, The Dynasty, award-winning author Jeff Benedict friend of the program, wrote that Tom Brady was courted by BYU and followed the program. What would BYU football look like with Tom Brady having worn the Y? It would have been nice, but as Mitch Harper of KSLSports.com, our friend, uh, pointed out, uh, BYU signed Steve Sarkeesian and Brandon Doman in that uh, signing class. So I think it worked out for BYU. It was okay. Yeah. And Tom didn't exactly peak as a collegiate athlete, right? Yeah, he was good at Michigan, but uh, he was a little bit better in the end. <laughs> Kyle Collinsworth confirms on Twitter he's headed to Japan to play professional basketball Zach Sa- and not wear a shirt in public. And Zach Salius is going to play in Slovakia. Yes. How about that? Which Cougars overseas are you most interested in following this next season? Zach, primarily because he's going to have that mustache and that facial hair in is Slovakia. He? Well, he can have a beard now. He's going to fit right in. No, I, I am most interested, honestly, to see what Jimmer Fredette does in his second stint with the Chinese Basketball Association. He was such a superstar there the first time around. The expectation and the known commodity that he is to the Chinese people now is there. Can he maintain that type of play, that level of play in the spotlight? I'm anxious to see where Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson play. You don't know the answer for those two on September 24th. We'll see with Yoli in the draft. And then Jake Toulson hasn't signed with a a team internationally or uh, G League at some point. So... The question is, which Cougar overseas? We're hoping that Jake Tolson and Yoli Childs are not overseas. Yeah, so yeah, of course, Jimmer. Brandon Davies in Spain is intriguing as well. Playing with the team in Spain. Yeah, Barca. A BYU Hoops tweet this morning from the one and only Dick Vital. Jerem, why don't you go ahead and read the tweet by Dickie V? Yes, BYU basketball with Matt Harms. The transfer from Purdue in the lineup will be a threat to my number one preseason team, Gonzaga, in the WCC, end oh, quote. Oh, 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 he's a PTPer. <laughs> Mark Few is short, but he's not short on talent in Spokane, baby. Okay, so here's the thing. Vital linked an article from BYU's campus newspaper, The Daily Universe. Hey, nice job, fellas and ladies. 
So is Dick Vitale reading the daily universe? Dick Vitale reads the universe! Let's go, banner day! Now, now wait a minute. It used to be called the daily universe, and then they're like, eh, it's That's not called gonna the be. universe. Now it's called the universe, but the but the Twitter account says daily universe. So what are you? Do you even have oh, an identity? Well, they, no, they produce every day on the website. So the website is Daily Universe, so but the paper is the universe. Playing into the BYU ego of... It's fantastic. The biggest thing ever. What's your paper name? The Universe. Dickie V I, I do quoted love I do love the it. universe. This is great. By the way, my friend gave me this app. Uh, for three bu- or Showed me this app for three bucks. You can look at the constellations last night. I was staring at Mars. It was bright last night. It was gnarly, dude. Oh, yeah. I saw your Gnarly. social media post Yeah, about crazy. That. Pretty cool. Anyway, coming up, know the phone, baby. Troy Trojans edition. And does BYU running back Tyler Algier think that he can maintain nine yards a carry this season? <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. I think eight is more realistic. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch BYU Sports content on demand. Download the free BYU TV app. You can watch BYU Sports Nation after further review. Coordinator's Corner, BYU Football Clinic, Taki and Spencer's favorite show on our air. Heartland. Mm-hmm. Gotta love those horses, Jim. I love it. It's good, man. <laughs> yeah. That's your reaction. I love it. I remember the days when there were 60,000-plus in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Great stuff. I remember the days when there used to be 6,000. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B with uh, just uh, six of us in here. Yeah, there's six people in this space, so here we are. Okay, uh, yesterday I talked with Tyler Algier. Great conversation with Tyler. Once a walk-on, now one of the leading rushers in the country. He knows how to overcome adversities, now on scholarship. He got some uh, publicity for something he wrote on his uh, cleat against Navy that was anti-cancer, and I talked to him about why he's why he why he wrote that and why he's playing for more than just himself this season. Here's my conversation with Tyler Algier yesterday on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. All right, Tyler, you used to be a running back, and then you're a linebacker, now you're running back, but I think you found your calling, right? 132 yards against Navy. It's it's official. You're a running back. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's official. I'm running back. Is 9.4 yards per carry sustainable this year? Hopefully. <laughs> you know, can't get nine, nine, was it, 9.4 carries without the O-line doing their job because can't, can't do any of my success without them. When in the Navy game did you realize, oh, wow, these holes are pretty big. This is, this is awesome. Uh, this first play of the game, once uh, Lopini, Lopini had the, brought the juice with the first run and then the O-line was just – just manhandling them, so it was, it, was, it was a good sight to see. By the time we get to game day, it will have been 19 days between games. Are you guys itching to play right now? Oh, for sure. No, we're, exci- we're excited to play. Ever since uh, we got that little, that little thing that happened last week, it was just like, dang. But we just got to have our minds right, get our minds right, still practice, still do what we can to be safe, and then uh, getting our minds right to beat Troy. I know you said some great comments in the athletic article about uh, you talking about relative to your shoe and what you wrote on, I'm playing for those battling cancer. And that article was really good talking about uh, your grandpa and a teacher from school. Will you, will you tell people kind of why it is and, and how you feel about those with cancer and how you as a football player can help them in some way? It was just cancer is a big thing, big thing, a big Big, well, I would say, I would say disease, really, because it just it can hit anyone out of nowhere, especially for my grandpa and especially for all the unfortunates that actually have it. But it's just riding that thing 
on my on my shoe. I don't I don't write it for free. It's always whatever I write on my shoe is uh, is a meaning. But you know, I put a star on the on the U, on that little U right there. So, but I would say, really, just it re really means a lot, a lot to me. And just I play play for my family, play for my friends, play for players on the team. That whoever's whoever's dealing with that and their parents and just whoever really in general in the world is playing for them just to know that they have my support for sure. Always great to play with a greater purpose. Absolutely. Tell me this. How does a kid that ran for almost 2,500 yards and 29 TDs not get an awesome scholarship out of high school? Like what I'm glad BYU found you and that you're here and that you're a running back. But you, your stats were incredible as a senior, man. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right, but I was kind of kind of sleep slept on in high school, but I just trusted the process, came to BYU, and then just trusted God, believed in uh, – I live off this scripture, Philippians 4.13, which is uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and just believing in God and uh, just letting him lead the path and then just staying humble, and then which got me to, to here right now. Hey, you got an amen for me, man. Amen to that. Um, what, you're on scholarship, I assume, right? Yeah. When yeah. were you told you had a scholarship? What was that like? It was after they switched me back to running back, and then I performed pretty pretty well against Hawaii. And then I and then I talked to Coach Kalani, and then he was like, "Yeah, once the numbers, once we see who graduates, who graduates, and all that, then we should have one for you." And then that week, starting that winter, I ended up getting put on. So, so this last winter, like nine months ago. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. man. That's well, awesome. I appreciate that. And absolutely deserved. Absolutely. What is it with the Fontana boys with BYU? Devon Blackman, Jamal Williams, Sione Takitaki, maybe I'm missing someone, Tyler Algier. Fontana represent, right? Yeah, I got to love, love the hometown, but just glad. Just trying to make it out, make it out, play for the city and all that. So, You guys already played a game without fans, so obviously you kind of can replicate that situation. But do you feel like it'll be a little different at home where, hey, you were kind of expecting it, and now you don't, and you have to kind of create that energy? I would say not really. I would just say bring more juice than we did at Navy, especially playing at the legendary Lavelle Edwards Stadium because, you know, home's home. Home's home, Provo's home. So I'll say just bring, the, bring more energy than we did at Navy, and we should have a fun game. Troy has the second most takeaways of any defense since 2016 in FBS. I mean, incredible, 106. What have you guys talked about in terms of ball security this week, given how good they are at that? Uh, honestly, ball security, is, ball security is not really – or it's always been a big thing for us. So, really just – we haven't really heard heard anything about that because we already know – especially now, since, since you said that, we just know just hold the ball tighter. You know, ball security is our, our job. So, like, if we let them have the ball, then that's bad news for us. But – just having the ball, ball, ball security is job security, what they say. So it's right there. That's true. That's part of the job, right? You're getting paid to hold on to that ball. Well, good luck against Troy. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. And I hope you can sustain the 9.4 yards of carry. That'd be a tremendous season. Oh, appreciate it. Tyler Algier on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline via Zoom with Jerem Jordan.
hey, nine yards of carry, is that too much to ask? <laughs> Five would be awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and he's playing for more than himself, but he, he, has su- he has had such a strong start to the season in that one game, and it was such a surprise. It's like, wow, we heard he was good, but that was incredible. And right now, minimum 10 carries nationally. He's fifth in the country at 9.4. I mean, you guys, you have guys from West Virginia, Georgia Southern, Miami Army, and then there's Tyler Algier at five, 9.4, man. He was so good. And this BYU offensive line, obviously, was the key, as he mentioned. No Tristan Hodge, so at least the right guard out for BYU. We think the O-line has some good depth, so I think that could be tested. We're going to find out, right? I, I'm actually excited to see that, the, some of the backups play. So we'll see how BYU is impacted in that way. He's easy to root for, isn't he? Tyler Alger, humble, hardworking, great Two story. Two years as a walk-on? Yes. Wow. Didn't get really any offers of note I, out of high school. I don't get it. 2,500 yards, 29 touchdowns. You don't get an offer as a running back somewhere that's decent? He's Are not you? fast enough. Excuse what? me? Did you like, see him against Navy? Like, oh, his hips were stiff, whatever. His hips weren't stiff 29 times into the end zone. <laughs> What are you talking about? (laughs) Okay, coming up, why we love virtual fans, pizza delivery, and TikTok. Plus, are you an expert on Troy University? We'll find out. Know the foes next on BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation is available anytime you would like to consume the program via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Break down the podcast, wherever podcasts are found, by Googling BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. It's time to play Know the Foe, Troy Trojans edition. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? No. Typically, we don't. No, we don't. know. We're going to do our best. I read the game notes, and that's it. All right, Ben Bagley, bring in your voice of wisdom here because you're the man with all the knowledge about Troy and test our expertise. Well, as always, during the break, a coin flip was uh, produced by our law firm, Dewey Cheatham and Howe, and Spencer won the toss, <laughs> and he will be going first. So, Spencer, we'll go with question number one. What is larger, the population of the city of Troy, Alabama, or the enrollment of day students at BYU? Mm. I'm going to go with the enrollment of day students at BYU. About 33,000. 33,511 to Troy, 18,957. So almost by double. Wow. That's a point for you. Okay. All right. Jerem, does Troy have more NAIA national championships or NCAA Division II national championships in football? Uh, I know they have at least one of each in the game notes. I'll go NAIA. Oh, that would be okay. D2, 1984. You know, you know, you like that D1 year. and D2 champs matching yes. up. Yes. G- game note. 1987, NAIA in 1968. Wow. Oh, nice. nice. I would have guessed NAIA too. D2 versus D1 champs from 84 matching up Saturday night. Let's go. There's a note. Spencer, what mm. was the original nickname of Troy Athletics? The Red Wave, the Trojans, the Teachers, or the Wildcats? The Red Wave. Please do Wildcats for high school music. Oh, you got the reference. No, it's the teachers. The teachers. The Troy teachers. The teachers. <laughs> Everybody on hey, the bus. Look out. They have prepared really well for this game. The Red Wave was actually their second nickname. Ah, oh, like see, the I knew Green that was Wave. in there somewhere. All right, Jerem. The movie Troy stars Brad Pitt, who plays Achilles in the story of the sacking of the city of Troy. Yes. True or false? Pitt 
as Achilles tore his Achilles tendon in filming of the movie. Oh. False. <laughs> that is a true story. <laughs> no way. I thought you'd thrown me a, a no slurve there. No way. Nope, wow. That is an actual true piece of fact. <sighs> and Matt Bushman did too. All right, that's going to give Spencer the win. one nothing, and know the foe. <laughs> <laughs> BYU's 1-0 in the season, Jerem. Volume's low here. <laughs> Dang. He tore his Achilles in that? Wow. Movie, the filming of that movie, that is crazy. As playing Achilles. He took his role very seriously. In fact, wow. way too seriously. Well, I just needed to understand what he was really feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Good grief. Was it by an arrow? <laughs> that's now, just... that's the one. No, that that is hurt. unbelievable. That would hurt. Our question of the day. That's the best research that happens all week, by the mm-hmm. way, is know the phone. Super fun. You and I don't go nearly that deep as far as Ben goes. He puts on a scuba gear, and he goes deep, man. <laughs> Does margin of victory matter for BYU football against Troy and yes. against the remainder yeah. of the opponents the this season? Yes. Yes. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at BF Webster on Twitter. He says, with this schedule, it's all about the margin. I think Lavelle, in a weak conference, understood that, which is why he'd let teams run up the score and win big. It helped establish BYU to get uh, that T-shirt made. Okay, today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Mine goes to uh, the virtual Cougar Walk that's going to happen Saturday. No fans, but there will be a video board welcoming the players into the entrance south, east side. Uh, if you follow BYU football on Twitter, there's a link to apply to get video up there that will be cool for the players despite no fans so cool what a brilliant idea by byu athletic marketing yeah i like that so cool my rise and shout out goes to 89 year old derlin newey who get this is delivering pizzas to make ends meet he is a widower and some of his loyal customers would specifically order pizza from him like all the time and request him they use tiktok and social media to raise $12,000 for Durlin. His story was on uh, the NBC affiliate in Salt Lake City. Did you have an also work for KSL? It was so cool. Hey, so good. What a great story. So good. And I love that story by Alex, just... Alex Cabrera. Cabrera. Yes. Yeah, great. Amazing so story. Good. Humanity, people. Love it. All right. Our thanks to today's guests, Riley Nelson and Tyler Algier. Dr. Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Conversation continues. Use hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Tyler Nelson. We'll see you tomorrow on BYUSN. Hey, two days away from another football game. Game Fingers crossed. Go Cougs.